You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's curd and law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. AC Sparky Fighter, 1250 AM, the fan doing Curd and Long. Normally, my co-host, Ryan Horvath, BetMGM tonight. Of course, catch him on the BetQL radio network Monday through Friday with Trista Crick and Nick Ashu. Uh, however, as you found out on Wednesday's podcast, uh, Mr. Horvath hurt himself. Uh, and Mr. Horvath is in so much pain, he is unable to record the podcast uh, today. Uh, and pinch hitting uh, is uh, a guy that I'm so happy to have. Rob Demosky, my guy from ESPN, Packer beat writer uh, for ESPN, joined me. Man, Rob, it's been too long, man. Who knew I had to get rid of? Well, I didn't have to get rid of. Who knew that my whole staff had to be let go uh, in Milwaukee at SSP for me to be able to talk to you again? But, hey, it, it is what it is that I get Rob Demosky. How you been, man? I'm good, Sparky. How are you? It's great to see you. Doing good, man. I talked to Gary Ellerson like every day. Uh, talked to Leroy still, uh, texting back and forth with Leroy. So still keeping in touch with my guys and uh, talking to the rest of the crew from time to time as well. All right. Well, I, I got to tell you this quick Leroy story real oh, quick. Okay? Yeah, go ahead. So we're, we're watching TV, my uh, younger son and I, who's a sophomore. And um, Butler comes up on, I can't remember if it was a commercial or Leroy comes up on the screen. And I'm just like, ah, that's my man, Leroy. And my, my son, who's 15, Big sports fan. He goes, who's that guy? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean, who's that guy? That's Roy Lee. And he goes, well, it says Leroy. I go, well, I call him Roy Lee. <laughs> he's like, you know that guy? I'm like, he's in the hall, the NFL Hall of Fame. He invented the Lambo Leap. And he goes, man, I've never heard of him. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a failure by you as a father. How the hell do you live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and your son, you're, oh. you, you cover the Packers for a living? How does your son not know who invented the Lambo Leap, Rob? That's my younger son in a nutshell, man. He is in his own world. My older one, he knows it all. That is crazy. Now, I'll give you a family story on my side. Leroy is the godfather of my six-year-old, Jackson. So when we go to pick and save, and Leroy's voice is on all the time, he's always like, oh, that's my godfather talking again uh, uh, in the store or whatever else. And he always asks, why is he in the store and all that fun stuff. So good stuff. All right, Rob. So. Uh, I, I don't know where to begin first, but we'll we'll start with 12 because that's where everybody wants to start with, with Aaron Rodgers. Um, uh, Ryan and I, in the last podcast, talked about this little isolation retreat that he's doing that he brought up on the Pat McAfee show. Wait, let me let me turn my light off. I got to get into the dark. <laughs> <here. laughs> right. I should have turned my light off. I could have done it in the dark. Uh, so we talked about this, and I brought up when I did my sleep strike years ago uh, in Milwaukee, uh, waiting for the Brewers to win a game, and it was 64 hours I didn't sleep for. And I went through it, and... Rogers on McAfee talked about it, probably do a lot of sleeping and so forth. Yeah. After a 64 hour sleep strike, I slept for eight hours and was completely fine and recharged yeah. and ready to go. You could only sleep so much. Yeah. I, 
And it's a great theory that, okay, I'm going to be in the dark. I'll just sleep a lot. Eventually, you're going to wake up and you're going to be sitting there within your own thoughts. I don't think I could pull it off. No. Horvath said there's no way he could do it either. What about you, Rob Domoski? Do you think you can go four days in that same scenario? I don't know that I could go four hours just sitting there awake in the dark. Really? I would go crazy. First of all, like, I get a little claustrophobic. Okay. So, like, the dark, you don't know what's in front of you. Like, that would freak me out, man. Like, completely freak me out. Um, The other thing is, I would, I have to do other stuff to prevent the thoughts in my head. I don't, I got to get them out. I'm not trying to embrace them. So, exactly. Right. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. You could ask uh, anybody who knows me well, they would say, no chance. He wouldn't last four hours. No, I I wouldn't last four hours either. Okay. So, he's going to do what he's going to do, try to figure out. Uh, whether or not he's coming back. But in reality, is the worst case scenario for the Green Bay Packers, if he comes out of this little four-day retreat and says, I'm done playing football, I'm going to retire and walk away, is that really the worst case scenario right now for the Packers? No, I think it would be one of their better case scenarios, to be perfectly honest with you, Sparky. It gets them off the hook for $58.3 million. Okay, They don't have to pay that bonus. They're going to have to move on eventually, whether it's this year or next year. Um, I think that the last year, year, two, three years have showed us anything. It's that they can't win simply because of him anymore, if that makes sense. They sure. they can win with him. They don't win because of him anymore. They were um, well under 500 in games that they were favored this past year. I mean, they used to when they were favored, they used to win those games all the time because they had Rodgers. I, I truly think that from the Packers' standpoint, that if he if Rodgers wants to come back, they would take him back. And if he doesn't, they're completely fine to move on. Okay, so let, let's talk about that scenario. Because Rodgers keeps painting the picture. And McAfee called him on it and said, did they tell you this? And Rodgers pretty much said, no, but it, it all makes sense. Right. Uh, as far as this, if they want me back thing, right? Well, if yeah. they want me back. And then I, I know Adam Schefter, you work with Adam Schefter and so forth. But it drives he drives me nuts. Uh, th- this whole thing about, well, you know, uh, they're open to talking to teams and, yeah. well, he doesn't want to go. Uh, they don't want to trade him with the, in the NFC. Yeah. This is my thing. If all of that is true, okay, let's say that's all true because sure. I don't know. I haven't talked to you because yeah. I have no idea. I don't know, yeah, I don't right. know either. But let's okay. Suppose it is. So let's yeah. say that's true. Why would you be against trading in the NFC? For yeah. one or two years, fine. He beats Love once or twice. Who cares? Yeah. you got guy Jordan Love if he's good for yeah. at least a decade. Who cares? Like, if your best right. deal comes from a team in the NFC, say it's the Commanders, and Daniel yeah. Snyder is just drooling all over himself. Yeah. Well, he might not be even on the team, yeah. but whoever it is running that team is drooling yeah. all over themselves because Rodgers on that Commanders team might be really good, and I'm that defense go is pretty good. I'm going to take it one step further, Sparky. I'd trade him within the, within the NFC North. I would. And, like, look – we saw it with Favre. If we learned anything from that, it's that they could have gotten, what, a first and a second from Minnesota? Instead, they got, what, a three that turned into a two from the Jets? Like, and he ended up in Minnesota anyway. Right. Take the best deal. Like, if, if, and especially if you don't think he can do it, you know, if you don't think he can win it all anymore, what are you afraid of? I mean, and it's that's so short term, too. So, you know, Brett went to Minnesota. Beat him twice in 2009, and then what was he in 2010? He was done. So um, I, I would have no qualms about trading him anywhere in the NFL, including the NFC North. Do you find it weird that for a guy that really never wanted to be like Brett <laughs> has really turned very much into Brett right. at the end of his career? 
Are you reading into my computer? Because so, so Sparky, I have three stories ready to go. One, if he retires, one, if he comes back and one, if he's traded and the, the trade story is centered around how for his entire career, he tried to be the anti-Favre. He didn't want to throw interceptions because yep. Brett threw interceptions. He didn't do his press conferences in the auditorium. He did them at his locker because Brett did it differently. He was, for the most of his life, his NFL life, was very, very private. Didn't really become you know, public until maybe he started dating celebrities, until he started going on McAfee. And now, in the end, if that's the way it goes, he's going to end up just like him. Other than, in some ways, you could say – he ends up worse in the public perception in this scenario. Brett actually wanted to come back and play for the Packers. If Rodgers wants to be traded, that tells you he doesn't want to play for the Packers anymore. So as mad as people were during the fire thing, they were mad at Ted Thompson and the Packers. They weren't mad at Brett. But people were, well, I was, I was mad at Brett because every offseason it was, well, I don't know yes. if I want to play or I don't know if I do want to play. And that's the same thing we're going with with Rodgers. Yeah, the and only I feel- difference is that Rodgers hasn't done. There was one year, uh, I look back at this maybe a couple weeks ago, Brett didn't tell the Packers until April 25th. Yes. I don't, I don't think Rodgers is ever going to go that deep. In fact, I'd be surprised if he even went into free agency. I think as it was last year on March 8th, I think it was, I think he, he announced he was coming back on March 8th. They had the contract done a week later. I don't think that he will, and, and to use his words, hold them hostage like Brett did. I would love to know what that conversation was like when they signed that contract. I, I would love to know. Like yeah. when, when I'm talking Aaron Rodgers, I'm Goody and I'm Russ Ball and I'm Mark Murphy. All right, dude. So the way we got this set out, you're here for two years, maybe yeah. three. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Did that question come up or yeah. was it, guys, I don't know. Could be year to year. I don't know how this is going to go. Thanks for the contract. We'll check. We'll check in from year to year because Goody made it yeah. sound like his press conference during the season. Like, dude, I just gave this guy all this money, and now yeah. you're asking me if I want him. Well, of course right. I want him. I just gave yeah. him that contract. Yeah, and, so and to I, me, it seems weird. Yeah, I wonder how much of them wanting him changed, if at all, based on the way he played this season. And maybe it hasn't. Maybe they still believe he is their best option. Um, and and you know, he probably is in the short term their best chance to win because I don't think his skill declined all that Agreed. much. Um, I, there was the throw. I think it was in the Detroit game to Romeo Dobbs. I think Dobbs kind of dropped it or, or just came out too quick. I found the right sideline. It was an absolute laser. Like he still has that. I still think he can move well enough. I just, there was a disconnect, you know, somewhere from his head to what he was seeing, what he was believing on the field. That, to me, is the biggest thing that they have to fix if he comes back. But, yeah, I don't know if they asked him that question. Um, and, and I'm also not sure why, unless something's different behind closed doors, which it might be, why he thinks they might not want him back when on December 5th during the bye week we had Goody for a half hour and he said, yes, I, we want him back. On January 13th, Friday after the season ended, Goody says, yes, we want him back. He still gives us – the best chance to win. I'm not sure if Rogers is just creating this thing, this aura that maybe they don't want me back to make it easier for him to leave. I'm not sure, but there's been no public um, declaration that they, that they are anything less than all in on having him back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Could it be that Rodgers has seen Jordan Love in practice, has seen the growth of Jordan Love, which I'm sure some credit will be given to Tom Clements uh, for the growth of Jordan Love this year and having an actual full offseason with the quarterbacks coach right. and the whole deal. Uh, and seeing that growth, thinking about what it was like sitting behind Favre, thinking when he was ready and then not getting that yeah. opportunity until the whole thing played out. And Rodgers is kind of feeling like, you know what, dude, I owe it to this guy after everything I've put him through just to get out of his way, let him play and get myself somewhere else. It, it, again, I don't agree with this whole, what he's been saying right. about the Packers, if they want me back or not. Right. But has Love looked that much better than he did the previous two years from what you've seen? Because we've only seen him for glimpses in games. Yeah. But w- so w- what have you seen? We we don't get to see a ton in practice in the regular season. I mean, obviously training camp, we saw what, what everybody sees. Preseason, we saw what everyone sees. I will say, you know, we, we go into practice for 15 minutes, um, you know, we get our roster, we take attendance, who's practicing, who isn't. Most of that time, Sparky, the quarterbacks are just taking snaps, just the center. They might roll out and throw to one of the coaches. And and then maybe for five minutes, you've seen the videos, I'm sure, that we shoot from practice. They're they're throwing routes to, you know, nobody, you know, receivers against nobody. Maybe they're doing the drill where they throw it into the net. And, uh, yeah, he looks more confident in the way he carries himself in those situations. But there is that's in no way enough to know from my perspective and anyone who's not privy to the entire practice 11 on 11 stuff just where they think he's better and even if he is significantly better in the, in that stuff it's still it's still different when you know it's for real and there's somebody lining up against you that um, doesn't have to worry about you wearing the red jersey and, and can hit you so I, I don't know um, exactly what they have in him they seem to think that they know, what they have, um, which is enough in their mind probably to pick up this fifth-year option, which is going to be worth what I saw the other day, $20.2 million or something like that. I, I do find it interesting, and and, and one of the biggest – the most interesting and newsworthy thing that, that has come out of Goody in regards to the two quarterbacks, Pete Doherty did a Q&A with Goody in this summer right before training camp that ran in the Press Gazette and the Journal Sentinel. And uh, Goody in that Q&A told Pete, I don't foresee any way that both Love and Rodgers are on the roster in 2024, not this next season. Correct. But 24 would be the third year of Rodgers' three-year extension, and 24 would also be the fifth-year option for Love. So he said, I don't see there's any any scenario. Uh, it would be difficult to imagine that they would both be on the team in 2024. Now, that doesn't tell us anything for 23, but it does give us some indication of, of what happens in 24. This is my thing. And I've, I've said this before, I'm heard and long, and I'm hammering this. And I don't know if they've even considered it, probably not. But everybody's talking about this fifth-year option. 
if you want Rodgers back for another year, and if you yeah. both agree, okay, this is it. One more year, one more run. This is the last year in Green Bay. Yeah. If you want to play after this, we're moving on. We get one more run at this. You get these receivers for their second year. We'll draft maybe another receiver. We'll draft you a tight end, whatever the case may be, Aaron. This is your run, and then Jordan Love takes over. And to Jordan Love's point, you just go to Jordan Love and go, look, man, if they believe in him, yeah. look, we, we believe in you. Top 15, top 10, top 15 salary in this league right now is like 15 to 20 million, somewhere in that area. We'll yeah. give you a three-year extension. So yeah. we'll give you your fifth year. Yeah. We'll give you a six and seven at yeah. you know 18 to $20 million a year. We're going to give it to you right now to show you how much we care. We get yeah. through one more season, uh, and then we're going to give the ball to you. That makes Love happy going forward, knowing he's the guy. Yeah. Rodgers knows that, okay, this is it. I'm out after this year, and you move on. I've heard nobody talking about an extension for Love other than just picking yeah. up that single year. Right, and and he'll never get to play for that, even if they pick it up. When it comes to twenty twenty four, if he's the guy, they'll just they'll do an extension. I mean, yep. w- when did they do the? Uh, I think in 08, didn't they do Rogers' extension like two, three, four games into the? Yeah, season? I think you're right. Yeah, it was pretty early in the first year that he was a starter. Um, no, they'll probably do it be- even before that with Love because you don't want you don't want a twenty million. Not that a twenty million dollar cap hit in this day and age is all that much, but I mean, look. Even this year, you got Darnell Savage and Rashawn Gary on their fifth year options. They want to reduce those cap numbers. I mean, Darnell Savage is going to count eight million on this year's cap. That's that's way too much. So, um, you know, they got to figure out what they can do with any of those fifth year guys. But what, your your scenario um, with you know doing the extension with Love, having Rodgers for one more year, makes total sense. Uh, I mean, that that's the easiest. You talked about at the top about the easiest transition. That's the easiest one that makes everybody happy. That gives them one more chance um, to try to try this with Rodgers. Although, after the way he played in the San Francisco game last year, and the way he played in in the Detroit game this year, in those essentially elimination games, I think there's a lot of people in that building that wonder if he can just do it in those situations anymore. You know, Rob. The other thing. Um that people aren't really talking about. People are talking about trading, right? People are talking about, okay, the Raiders make sense. Devontae Adams yeah. is there. The Jets make sense, so forth. And Ryan Horvath and I and Curtin Long, uh, we started this last week and uh, we did it again this week on Wednesdays when we record. We just do a fun mock draft. We go to the Pro Football Focus Mock Draft Simulator. We see what happens and then we tell everybody what happens. So in his little mock draft simulator that he did this last Wednesday, he trades Aaron Rodgers, right? And of course, one of the picks he gets back is seven in the first round. So there he sits at seven, and all of a sudden, Young, I think it was, falls to him at seven in the first round. Now, is that crazy? Probably, but he is small, and if that becomes a knock on him, maybe he falls. Or Stroud from Ohio State, maybe he ends up falling there. Do you envision a scenario if they were to trade Rodgers and they are sitting at seven with one of those quarterbacks, even with Jordan Love sitting there, that they could go quarterback again that early? I think that's a possibility. Um Matt Schneidman from The Athletic is convinced that, like, when they were doing really bad, you know, they were in the five-game losing streak, and it looked like they may pick somewhere in the top ten, Schneidman kept saying, yeah, hey, they probably will draft another quarterback if they get a top ten pick. Uh, The trade scenario obviously would put them into the top ten. Look, they're going to take a quarterback whenever it becomes time for Jordan Love to be the starter. I mean, remember in 08, they drafted two of them. They drafted Brian Brown in the second round. And Matt Flynn, was he sixth or seventh? I can't even He's remember. He's last round, seventh round. Yeah. So Brian Brown was, I've got the media guy right here. I mean, he was a, wasn't was a first-round pick, but he was uh, 
Well, 56. So it's, so it's sort of toward the end of the second round. What they did, the interview with him on TV, he was talking about coming in and wanting to compete yeah. with Rodgers for the job. And I was well, like, Mer- I think cocky. Merrill Hodge on ESPN said, don't be surprised if Brian Brown ends up being the starter. Yes. There. And, and obviously we all know what happened. But, yeah, they're going to draft a quarterback, whether they do it that high. I mean, look, Goody has shown that he would take a quarterback before – at a time when no one thought he would take a quarterback and he won't take a receiver when everyone thinks he should take a receiver. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me, uh, you know, if one of those two guys uh, that, you know, was available at that spot. Um, who's picking seven, the the Jets? Raiders. Oh, Raiders. Okay. So where are the Jets? Uh, 13, I think, off the okay. top of my head. Somewhere yeah, in that area. Right. That's right. They won. Uh, they won like seven or eight. Yeah, I don't think yeah. a quarterback will fall that far. But seven Probably is very not. legitimate. Very, yes. very possibly could happen. And the other thing too is we've seen them move up for a quarterback, right? So if if a quarterback starts falling and they're a couple picks away, they don't want to get jumped for a guy they really like. Could they trade yeah. up again? Who knows? Let me ask you this: from the Packers' perspective, you traded Devonte Adams for a first and a second, mm-hmm. and I was one that thought that wasn't enough. But they got a first and a second, fine. We saw the Russell Wilson package that they got for Russell Wilson in Seattle that blew up in their face in Denver uh, in year one. We'll see what happens with Sean Payton. What is a realistic package right now at this point for Aaron Rodgers? Because I've seen yeah. it, all kinds of people's opinions all over the board on this. Uh, and for me, it better be at least a first, a second, and a first. I would like yeah. a first and a second both years. Uh, for Aaron Rodgers going forward, but because nobody knows how long he's going to play, unless this dude commits to somewhere, wherever he goes and says, hey, I'm in for at least three years, uh, then that helps, uh, obviously, going forward. What do you think? Yeah, that's that's the the, the key part of the discussion because, uh, you know, if it got to that point, they clearly wouldn't allow Rodgers to do what Drew Brees or what um, Derek Carr is doing where he's, you know, visiting, going to talk to teams and they're trying to get a feel. But if Rodgers isn't willing to commit to more than a year or two, then my guess is the price would only be one first round pick and maybe another, maybe a second or something in another year. But if he can't say, yeah, I'm going to play this long, um, then I don't think the team will give up anything for that. Now I did see, I think it was Joel Corey from CBS Sports, former agent who was really, really interesting writing about contract stuff that, you know, you could see a, let's say it's a first round pick. And then depending on how many more years he plays, there's a future pick. The the, the problem is you're not getting that pick until 24 or 25 or, you know, whenever it is, it doesn't help you necessarily right now. But uh, I thought that was an interesting concept in terms of, um, you know, factoring all that in. But, um, you know, I, I think right now, Without, let's just say a team doesn't know how long Rodgers is going to play, I don't think it's more than a first-round pick. How dramatically different does this team look if Rodgers asks to be traded versus if Rodgers stays? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. That's a great question. Um, you know, if, if Roger stays short term, they probably have a better chance to win. Um, if Rogers leaves and, and is traded, not retires, obviously they get the, the pick we're talking about, which gives them a chance to, you know, really bolster themselves with another top, top player. They're probably better in the long run that way. But how many um, of those veterans are still on this team? I mean, I do you convince Randall Cobb to come back to be the veteran yeah. in that wide receiver room? Does ba- is Bakhtiari good to stay there think, and play left tackle? Like, yeah, I think Bakhtiari is, will, will will stay. The Cobb, Lazard, Tanya, and Lewis foursome. Boy, I'm not sure how. I, look, Rogers as his track record as a GM, the guys that he would have wanted to stay, he was probably wrong on a lot of those. I think I remember Tom Silverstein writing a story about that a couple of years ago, where. All those guys that Rogers mentioned that you know he wished they would have kept, or at least asked him about. Almost all of them, it was the right decision to let those guys go. Um, you know, Lazard, is, I think, will be an interesting case because he might have more value to the Packers than another team For would, sure. would, would view him. But he'll they'll hit he'll hit the open market. Um, I mean, and then you know they'll see if he has no offers or nothing he likes, then maybe they, he comes back on a shorter term deal. Um, the feeling I get from people in Robert Tunyon's camp is that the Packers, uh, for whatever reason, don't value him and are, are ready to move on, which would leave – I mean, they need they need tight ends anyway, and they really need a tight end if they don't bring uh, Tunyon back. And then, of course, Mercedes Lewis is – you know, his role is what it is. It, you see, you need, you're still going to need tight ends. Um, I, those four guys, I, I just – I don't know – whether I'd bring any or many of them back, whether Rogers was on this team or not. I like Cobb for a veteran presence in that wide receiver too. room. I like yeah, that. He's I a do. team guy. I don't feel like he's a me guy. Right. He was no. the one being the coach because Rogers didn't show up at OTAs trying to get yep. those guys ready for 12. Like yeah. I'm all in if Cobb wants to come back. Yeah. And Cobb's the security biker, right? I mean, like what more than half of his catches are on third down and, and yep. most of them are for first down conversions or third down conversions to first downs. Yeah, I mean, and like he he yeah he gets banged up, but he at least hasn't had the season-ending injury. He's missed you know three four games in, in the last couple of years, but it's not like he has these season enders where you know you're like oh well that was a waste. So I and and look, he is a great locker room guy, uh, both with us and both you know with the younger guys. So um, yeah, I I think he you know he's a guy you bring back, but. You know, and, and he might be willing to come back. He's made his money, right? Like, sure, he'd be a lot cheaper than Alan Lazard would. Alan Lazard, this is his first crack at free agency. This is Tunyon's first crack at free agency, and those guys were not draft picks. Those were undrafted free agents who have not made, you know, I say not made any money relative to the rest of the league. Haven't made a lot of money, so it, that, that's a little bit of a different situation. I, the thing I think was interesting with Cobb is um, whether he would retire or not. I mean, he's he's yeah. at the point where. Um, what is he, 33, if I'm not mistaken? Um, you know, he's a little beat up, and he's got a, a young family. I think they just built a house in Tennessee. Um, you know, he's at a different point in his life. And So he's in Tennessee with Rodgers? They're both in Tennessee? Uh, I believe that that um, Cobb 
Well, I know Cobb built a house there. I'm not sure. Did did Rogers ever build anything? Or well, I don't he, know, but he bought that property in Tennessee. Bought, it was yes. reported. Yeah. He bought a bunch of land, right? So they're going to go retire together. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, okay. What about uh, Mason Crosby? There's another one. Uh, obviously, Basaccia likes his competition. I get all yeah. that stuff. Crosby, I think, came more than well enough to have that job going forward for next year. He did. Um, he's one of those guys that, like, it seems like we've been trying to replace for you know, last two, three, four years, or even going back to 2012 when he had the really bad year. Uh, I, I was very surprised that he made that long kick um, at Lambeau and, you know, the one that, that was awesome. bounced it. You know, what was that, 50, was that 54, um, 53? It was long. Uh, his kickoffs obviously aren't very good, but you can find somebody else to do that, um, and they've had guys on the roster that could do it. So um, that, that's another one where, um, you know, if – People think, well, if you're not going to have a good team, then why pay Crosby? Well, maybe that's even more reason to pay him because you might need him to kick more field goals. So uh, I think it sounds like he still wants to play. Um, so I, I don't know that I would move on from him yet. What about extensions? We brought up Rashawn Gary and Savage earlier. I'm not giving yeah. Savage an extension personally. Uh, Rashawn Gary obviously has to get paid. They have to take yeah. care of him. He's their best pass rusher at this point, but you know he's coming off of injury. I don't know how that's going to affect everything as far as right. contract negotiations go. Uh, is Gary the one that they have to get done first at this point? Yeah, he would definitely be a priority. Uh, but like you said, with the ACL, it's complicated. I'm looking at the rest of the... Um, the other thing, too, is... How much does Rogers' decision factor into when they finally get to Gary? Sure. Oh, I think it's a big factor because right? they really can't do any, I shouldn't say they can't do anything. They can't do anything big until they know what that does to their cap and their cash flow, too. Uh, looking at the rest of that draft class, uh, Elton Jenkins, obviously, he got his deal done. Everybody else is gone. Um, for, for your next class, then you're looking at, you know, Love with the fifth year option, AJ Dillon. You know, is he is he the eventual full time replacement, or do they just let him play it out and, and start start over at running back in in uh, another year or two? So I don't think they have a lot of those to do. Um, you know, right now, um, Eric Stokes, what he's still uh, he's still two years away from free agency. And you would Plus, think they uh, redo Aaron Jones' contract if they plan on keeping Aaron Jones. Yeah, they'll they'll do it. Um, that that could just be a simple restructure, though. Right. That could just be we turn. I think his. Um, March roster bonus is seven million or seven point five million. Bakhtiari's is nine or nine and a half. They could just simply turn those into uh, signing bonuses, which gives them you know the proration. They could add dummy years. Uh, I am pretty sure with Jones's contract, they don't need his permission to do that. Um, they can just convert it, and that's it. Bakhtiari's, I believe, is different because he has uh, um, not had any dummy years added to his and I, he must have something in his where he gets uh, approval of it. And I, I don't think most contracts are that way. Everybody's been hot to trot about going after Joe Barry. They were hot to trot about going after Mike Penn. They're hot to trot about going after Don Capers. I mean, this has been an ongoing thing with Packer fans forever. And special think, teams coaches too, right? Special teams coaches too. And to me, those were even, that was more, more worth yeah. it. I think and, and, and right on the money, yeah. uh, but is it really the coaching or is it that we as Packer fans just overrate the talent on this defense? Maybe that's just the issue. Maybe the issue is we just think these guys are better than what they actually really are. I mean, how yeah. many coordinators can you go through before you look at the front office and go, maybe it's you, maybe yeah. it's not them at the end of the right. day. All the guys they've uh, invested in and draft picks. First uh, round picks are, over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, 
they had what seven first rounders on that defense last year, and then four other guys that were what you would consider, you know, veteran free high price free agents, guys like Amos and Campbell and, and Douglas and Jaron Reed. Not so high priced with Reed, but yeah, I mean, I certainly thought the defense was more talented coming out of training camp this year than it had been in quite a while. But you know, there was obviously, you know, and I hate to sound like a coach here, Sparky, but it's probably not just one thing. You know, it's probably a combination of of that, a combination of guys maybe not being put in the right positions. I mean, look, Darnell Savage. You say what you will about Darnell Savage. He is better suited to play closer to the line of scrimmage. Agreed. And they had him playing deep safety. Yep. How much of the how much of the season, right? I mean, like that. That's coaching. That's you know where to use your guys. Um, but on the flip side, you know, guy like Devondre Campbell, maybe he just had a career year that one year and really isn't that good. Um, Rasul Douglas, I tend to think, is probably closer to what he was. Uh, in that really good year um, than Campbell was in his really good year. But uh, maybe he just wasn't that great. You know, maybe he just had a good year. And you can go on down the depth chart and say the same thing about guys, um, you know, and, and and feel like, yeah, maybe we did overrate their talent. And maybe, you know, you can't fire defensive coordinators or special teams coordinators every three years. It just, it, it's, just not the, it's just too hard. You're never going to get guys that want to come work for you that are any good. Um, I do think it's fair to question Joe Barry, given his track record. I mean, you know, there's no question about that. And then you look at um, Jerry Gray leaving. Um, Jerry Gray stood up there at the podium at least once. I think it was twice, though, this year. And basically when we asked him about why they weren't doing things, you know, why they weren't playing man, why they weren't matching Alexander, things like that, why they weren't playing Savage in in the slot, Jerry Gray goes, hey, it's not my scheme. Right. So like that, that was a little bit weird. Right. Like you, you don't want, you don't want to coach, even if he was basically, even if he was saying, Hey, look, those are questions for the coordinator. Even if he was saying it that way, it came across as, Hey, I'm on the staff and I don't even believe what we're doing. Right. Correct. So like, and that goes into the fact of, you know, when I say it's more than one thing, like it's it, those things add up. Yeah, no question about it. Rob, hey, man, uh, real quick here on the way out, uh, to take your Super Bowl prediction as we wrap up uh, Curd and Long Chiefs and Eagles. So uh, I think our picks actually ran on ESPN.com yesterday. or I know I think they've already run because somebody already gave me crap about it. Uh, I picked the uh, Chiefs 30, 30 to 24, and I picked Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, as my MVP. And the guy, the people who gave me crap about it, I will tell you this, I'm in this – um, football pick'em contest with a bunch of musicians from Nashville uh, that I've gotten to know over the years, and I allegedly should know more about football than they do. And I think there's 30 of us, and this year I finished 29th. So they were giving me all kinds of hell about it. And here's the best part of it, Sparky: one guy picks the games every week. It's not you don't you have to pick the games that they, you know, tell you you're picking. Oh, one okay. guy picks them. So there's eight college games, eight NFL games. So the Packers, and it's against the spread, which is obviously even harder. Um, I was I had a 27 game losing streak dating over the last like three seasons while picking the Packers against the spread, like oh for 27. I finally broke it. Uh, I think the 27th loss was Buffalo. What was the game after Buffalo that I broke? Oh my God. Uh, no, Detroit. We didn't. He didn't include it in Detroit. I think Dallas. I finally broke the streak. 
So, because uh, it's not, and again, this, is, this isn't just 27 straight games on the calendar. This right. is like over three years because they don't pick the Packers. The Packers aren't involved in this every week. So, long way to say, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but I picked the Chiefs 30 and 24. I mean, it's crazy. We have Ken Barkley out for Be Better You Bet. Uh, and he said that the Chiefs are favored because they have the best player on the field in Patrick yeah. Mahomes. That's it. And yep. outside of maybe tight end, we have Kelsey. Every other area you look at, Philadelphia yep. owns uh, offensive line, defensive line, go through it. They have every other area. I wonder how much they value coaching. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not saying Nick Sirianni isn't a great coach, but there's just he's a little bit more unknown. Yeah, no question. Here's Rob Domofsky. Follow him on Twitter at Rob Domofsky, ESPN Packers beat writer. Man, that felt so good. I enjoyed it. Rob, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it, buddy. All right, buddy. We'll be seeing you. You betcha. Have a good one. There he is, Rob Domofsky of ESPN. <laughs>